We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Holy cow! Please shut up! Please shut up! Gangsters, what's up, guys? I would be honored if you play football for this team. Me play football? Lance Dooley and the Georgia damn Bulldogs, baby! Sorry, like, my mom made me put on my jacket, and then she made me do the dishes. What we've got here is failure to communicate. That's so funny. Last time I heard that, I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. Just a bit outside. Oh, look at the sugar falling out of the sky. Look at the sugar falling out of the sky. I think you'll ever get out of here. One day, when I got a long white beard and two or three marbles rolling around upstairs, they let me out. The Second String Podcast and Now Radio Show on 98.7 FM and AM 1340 WGAU, Athens News and Weather Station. Taking you back to the late 90s, early 2000s. Your boy from right here around the corner in Atlanta, Sean Mullins. It's a special day when we break out It's Sean a good Mullins. jam right here. Because you know why I pulled out Sean Mullins? Because everything's going to be all right. Is it? I don't know, man. Ask the fan base. Ask the online contingent. No, we should stop playing football in Athens, Georgia. Never, never, never try it again because we can't get a quarterback. Since... Man. The 4th of December, in case you haven't noticed, Logan. Didn't Big and Rich sing about that or something? I don't know if uh, Big nah, Kenny whatever. and John Rich. I'm sure they had oh, I'm sure they had something to do with it. Listen, I know country music pretty well. I know 90s alternative music a mm, lot better. Okay. I do like the Sean Mullins. Like Sean Mullins. Now, uh, since the 4th of December, the sky has been falling, Logan. Faster and faster every day. Stetson Bennett, the fourth, is probably the worst quarterback to ever step foot on campus. JT Daniels is mm. not a whole lot better. That beautiful, beautiful, that beautiful man. man. That Georgia defense is overrated, Paul. They didn't play nobody this year. And when they finally played somebody, my goodness, it all came crashing down. Man, that Georgia O-line Look, we torn apart. We need to play football. We need to play football ASAP. I'm so tired of just the narrative around Georgia football right now. What stinks about it is what a great fall we had. What Mm -hmm. a magnificent first 13 weeks, including the bye week. Remember the good old days Mm. back before Thanksgiving? Forty uh, The couple days after Thanksgiving, Mm. 45 Mm -hmm. to nothing. Over those lousy, stinking yellow jackets down in Atlanta. Look, it's going to be a short podcast today because it's the holidays. we got things to do. Uh, I'm going to give you the, the second half if you're on iTunes today. I, I, or No, on the radio today. On the radio, we're going to give you the second half of Jason Hasty once again previewing the Orange Bowl. If you missed it last week, look forward to that. Here on iTunes, we're just going to do a, a half a show, essentially, because we got our bosses pulling us in every single direction. Your co-host hasn't worked since Thanksgiving. That's 
almost true. Almost true. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of things to shore up before I go pick up my ham from around the corner and take it Look, to the lake. Logan, you act like we're mm. so busy. All you have to do is go and buy Mrs. Booker uh, a Christmas present, like a, mm-hmm. a gift card to uh, Massage Envy or hey, man. Uh, some place where she can get a mani-pedi. That's all you got to do. And She's easy to please. Your Christmas shopping is done. Don't stress no, about no, it, man. All my Christmas shopping's done. The shopping I got to do is pick up my ham, Walker. Okay. <laughs> I've got a ham to pick up. Now, That's if you're important. listening to this, this is going to air twice, by the mm-hmm. way. So if this is way after... Christmas. Know that I thoroughly enjoyed my ham. <laughs> we know that. We don't even. You, you don't, you don't have, have to, to look it up. No <laughs> doubt. All right, Walker. In in the shortest and quickest way possible, fix Georgia football so I can feel better about there's the Orange no, Bowl. There's nothing to fix, Georgia. Fact, I'll reword that. I feel mm-hmm. fine about the Orange Bowl. There's a lot of online contingent that yeah. says we shouldn't even play in the Sugar Bowl. I, I mean, I, Orange Bowl. I wish it wasn't. Wish we're in the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh yeah, I don't. Sorry, <laughs> that's not a playoff game. Mm. Let the old misses have that. They mm. they are very excited to be there. Listen, there's nothing to be fixed. Okay, Georgia back on the fourth of December ran into a very motivated Alabama team, coached by Nick Saban and quarterbacked by. Bryce Young. I don't know if you're familiar with his work, but he won the Heisman Trophy this year. Mm. Uh, That's kind of a big deal. Uh, Alabama also in that game had two wide receivers just running through Georgia's secondary. Uh, One of those wide receivers is not going to be playing football anymore this year. I'm not mocking his injury. I just would rather play him with one than two. Absolutely. And Georgia on that day, on the 4th of December, we said it last week, did not play their best game, did not run their best stuff. Kirby said it himself. Stett made some bonehead plays. But Georgia did not have the motivation in that game. The Dogs knew they were in the college football playoff win or lose that day. Am I saying that they didn't want to beat Alabama? No. Of course they wanted to beat Alabama, but they did not have the same urgency. They did not have the same desperation no, it that the Tide had on that day. And I feel like if Georgia played Alabama a second time, and I said this right after the SEC championship game. It's not like it took weeks to come up with this. I feel like if there was a rematch, it would be a much closer game, if not a Georgia win. I agree. I totally – I think if you play twice, you're going to get a very different team. Get by Michigan. There's I, nothing – I know the caveats there, but what about Michigan? Well, Michigan is we'll, – we'll play Michigan. Michigan's a very good team, and I'm glad they are a very good team because if Georgia's going to win a national championship, I want it to be uh, by getting through two very good teams, and I think that's what Georgia has in front of them, Michigan and Alabama. I love Cincinnati. I love their story. They played Georgia very close game in the Peach Bowl back in January. I don't think they have a prayer of beating Alabama. Mm. So I think Georgia's path is pretty clear. Beat Michigan, beat Alabama. Is that one reason that Georgia fans are so down right now? And I don't speak for everybody. I've been surprisingly optimistic since December 4th. I'm not holier than anybody. I'm just saying that I'm not hitting the panic button like I'm seeing a lot of taking place. But is that part of it that – Okay, we got Michigan. Let's go down to Miami. Let's go beat Michigan. I'm not mm-hmm. a believer that Michigan's a better football team than the University of Georgia. I like the way that the Dogs and the Wolverines match up, and I mm-hmm. give the edge to Georgia. But what you just said is there's a next to 0% chance that Cincinnati is going to do the Lord's work 
and dispatch Alabama. I'm we saying, know uh, I'm that, saying a prayer for it. But Don't we know wrong. at the end of the hallway, once you get past bully number one in, mm-hmm. in Michigan, you got the boss. When you pl- when you played Mario back in regular Nintendo, which, That's by right. the way, have you seen 8-Bit Christmas yet? No. I'm about to turn your mic off, Walker. By Sorry. the way, in 8-Bit Christmas, <laughs> the movie about the regular Nintendo, you spend a long time playing Mario and you get to Bowser's castle, yeah. and you escape how many of those awful little lava pits and little swirly lava, the little fireballs, and, mm-hmm. and it's a difficult level, and you finally get to the end of it, and then Bowser's not very easy to beat himself. That's right. That's what's standing at the end of the college football playoff is yeah. Bowser or Alabama, and we're just little old Mario and Luigi mm. trying to get what's ours, and that's a big old kiss from Prin- Princess Peach. Man, things were different mm. a month ago when Georgia was far and away considered to be the best team in the country. Remember when it was like, number one, Georgia, and then everybody had their list, and it was like eight, numbers two through ten were some variation of Georgia. Eight consecutive weeks that Georgia got every Ooh. AP vote. That's a record, by the way. And yes, I missed the days where we'd Tuesday night watch the college football playoff rankings, mm-hmm. and they would basically say, all right, go ahead and put Georgia up there at number one. What do you got here at number two, three, and four? And that, those were good times. Mm-hmm. Maybe you maybe you don't miss those times as much as you think, though, because looking at it now, okay, Georgia's third behind Michigan, behind Alabama. That means you've got to beat two teams that are considered right now to be better than you. That gives you the motivation. That gives you the desperation that Alabama had. Yep almost a month ago and do i think that jim harbaugh is going to out coach kirby smart no i mean i'm not not to say that jim harbaugh is not a good coach no he's not a good coach i'll well, say it you for can you. say it i i think that georgia may have the advantage there and although michigan is very good on on both lines especially on the offensive line uh, i think that georgia's got plenty uh, of talent in that front seven to where Georgia will be able to put pressure on the quarterback, which they weren't able to do Mm. against Alabama. It's all about Mm -hmm. scheming, and I know that Dan Lanning, despite being a half-time duck right now, uh, has come up with a good scheme. I trust that. I certainly know another thing that that plays in Georgia's favor. A big talking point is what happened in 2017 when you lost to Auburn. You lost Auburn. It stunk. Everybody was panicking. You know, oh, they beat the dog crap out of us. We'll, we'll, we'll get him back one of these days. But the, the, the feeling was low. I remember what I felt like going into the SEC championship game in 17. I've talked about this multiple times on this show. I just did not feel like Georgia was going to get the best of Auburn. Mm-hmm. Auburn beat Alabama since beating Georgia. Mm-hmm. Auburn was rolling, looking pretty darn good. I just did not want to live in a world where we lost to those guys twice in the same season. And I was in a funk the entire week, and lo and behold, that loss on the Plains a couple weeks before was pretty much exactly what Georgia needed to be able to beat Auburn the second time around. Yeah. I could see, and the players are talking. I know uh, Nolan Smith has said it this week. Trayvon Walker, Jordan Davis, all these guys over the past few weeks have discussed what it means to get re-motivated and have their their humble moment against against Alabama. So I'm, I'm going to buy into that notion now as opposed to what I did in 2017 until I'm shown otherwise. So why not? Why, why can you not rebound from this and say, hey, you got us once, you showed us mm-hmm. what we're doing wrong, and we had a little bit of a, a cocky attitude about it? Well, not anymore. This no is going to change longer. today. Absolutely. Now it is for all, all of the marbles. Now mm. it is – 
your time, as Kirby said at halftime uh, against Florida. This is our year. Uh, now it's time to go out and prove it. And I think that Georgia matches up pretty well with Michigan. Uh, Michigan does not like to throw the ball down the field all the time as Alabama was doing. Michigan likes to run a very balanced offense. They like to run the ball. We've seen teams try to run the ball against Georgia all season long with very little success. Yes, again, I mentioned a minute ago, Michigan's offensive line is very good, but we've seen good offensive lines all season long. I think Georgia has the talent, the ability, the depth, the strength, the athleticism uh, to shut Michigan down, and I trust that Stett will be able to put some points on the board against the Michigan defense. Uh, Georgia fans, listen. Walker's this, about to tell you you're the worst. <laughs> no, you're not the I worst. I see where this is going. I know. I, I get I'm it. I kidding. can be the most down-in-the-dumps fan that there is on occasion, but I feel like right now this was fine for a week after the Alabama game to sulk. But we're still sulking, and it's almost Christmas. We're going to the Orange Bowl. You're going to the Orange Bowl, and you have a very good chance to win that Orange Bowl and go the, play for a national championship. The one team that beat Alabama is also playing New Year's Eve at 11 a.m. in the Gator Bowl <laughs> with four losses under the belt. I, I saw a tweet this week that made me kind of chuckle a little bit, but then I thought, like, okay, it did rub me the wrong way. A guy named Adam on Twitter, I actually mm-hmm. follow him. He's a good follow. He's a big Bama fan, though. Mm-hmm. And then, but he has a lot of jokes, if you would, and they've earned the right to Got make jokes. jokes. But you saw Charlie Woods and Tiger Woods playing their golf this past weekend. That's and right. The tweet was basically, basically like, okay, next year's tournament, here's who's playing in it. Mm-hmm. And they had Tiger and his son, mm-hmm. John Daly and his son. And there's a picture of Kirby Smart and Nick and Nick Saban mm-hmm. indicating that hey Kirby Smart is, is or Nick Saban is Kirby's daddy. Yeah. Okay, I get it. it. It's fun. It made me laugh a little bit. Then I started thinking. I was like, all right, let's do that same tweet for everybody else that Nick Saban has dominated. Let, let's see who we can come up with that doesn't belong on this this meme right here. And even if you want to throw Jimbo Fisher out there, the only coach that beats uh, Saban this year, mm-hmm. like I said, they're playing in the Gator Bowl against, I don't even know who they're playing. That's how, in my mind, it's not even relevant at 11 a.m. the day that we're playing in the college football playoff. You have to go all the way back to Auburn in 2019. Am I saying that right? Is that the last team that beat Alabama prior to um, I think so, Jimbo cause Fisher? Because Alabama was undefeated, undefeated in 2020. Mm-hmm. I think they lost the Iron Bowl in 19, if I'm remembering right. They lost to Joe Burrow and the Iron Bowl. That's it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Joe Burrow was one of the better offenses and and teams we've ever seen in college football. Ed Orgeron's no longer working at at LSU, and Gus Malzahn's no longer working at Auburn. (laughs) That's why they can't be on that meme, because they don't have jobs anymore. I guess they don't have jobs anymore, (laughs) and the teams that beat them, yeah, they won the national championship at LSU. I'm envious of that. Auburn hasn't done squat since 2013 when they blew a big lead in the national championship game. I'm telling you, it, 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 it rubs me the wrong way a little bit because Georgia seems to be the only team that's the brunt of these jokes when it comes mm-hmm. to Alabama. But when I really start to think it out loud and, and say, why is it Georgia? It's because we do have a really darn good program right now. We're mm-hmm. on the precipice, the cusp of breaking through the glass ceiling, we just can't seem to find a way to do it. So I actually, in a roundabout way, take it as a compliment that George is featured in all these memes about Nick's, uh, Nick Saban, mm-hmm. but nobody else is. 
nobody else he beats on a regular annual basis. When's the last time you saw anybody make a joke about Tennessee losing to Alabama? I I don't. It's been a long Be- time. Because it's expected. It is expected. That's exactly the point is that, yeah, it stinks. It rubs you the wrong way. It tastes like vinegar. But, if you're, but it's fine. If man. you're a Tennessee fan, that's a game you go into every season knowing that you're going to lose. I've had this conversation on, on the ref. When is the last time, and maybe you can tell me right off the top of your head, maybe you can't. When is the last time you woke up on a Georgia football game day thinking there's we're going to get our butts kicked today? There is no reason oh, to even play. It was the Sugar Bowl against Baylor. Was it really? And yeah. then guess what happened? You won. We won. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I see what you're saying there. And I, that's a bowl game. Maybe I should throw the caveat. When's the last regular season game that you just felt the opponent on the other side is way better than the dogs and we're going to take a butt kick in the next day? It wasn't the SEC championship game against LSU. I actually felt good about that I convinced one. myself that we would play good yeah. defense that day. But we think, did not. I think maybe it was the year before the mm-hmm. SEC championship game against Alabama uh, in 2018, I guess, that I, I didn't yeah. really feel good about it. And we ended up losing, but that was a very, very good game. Georgia played way better than I thought. But, but the point is, you had to go really far into the regular season against rivals mm-hmm. even even 2015 Alabama when they came into town we were the favorite yeah, yeah. a regular season game oh I I, I can't even well, remember such a Alabama thing. Texas A&M LSU Auburn mm-hmm. Tennessee Florida they all do it on a regular freaking basis mm-hmm. but they want to dangle it in our face like like we're the ones that can't you guys are an embarrassment you can't win a national championship well how many teams like, have won it, national man. championships in the last Two decades. I know, and, and that, that's the whole thing. And Listen. We're, it frustrates us because we expect it too. And we're just a cranky, angry fan base right now. How do you change the narrative? What did Freddie Freeman teach you this year? Hit dingers. You kill the narrative. You, you go get a guy named Eddie Rosario at the trade deadline. Who is Eddie Rosario and where the hell did he come from? Cleveland, Joe. He came from Cleveland. <laughs> Can we get Eddie Rosario to play for the Dogs on New Year's Eve? What are you doing? I don't think he would be a very good <laughs> cornerback, but we'll throw him out there and see what happens. So, Got to change something. I, I feel like this is really one of the bigger games in Georgia football history that we have coming up here in the Orange Bowl on New Year's Eve. And Georgia fans maybe aren't giving it the respect that it deserves. And and that's okay. I don't feel like the mood of the fan base really affects the game in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do feel like Georgia's talent will shine through on New Year's Eve. Uh, but go back to the Rose Bowl against Oklahoma. That's the last time Georgia played on a stage like this. Mm-hmm. That's been four years ago. 84 years. It's been 84 mm. years. Yeah, we got we got to switch the narrative, man. Hold that thought. We got to take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll put the wraps on a very short edition. We appreciate you working with us right here on the second string on WGAU. Now back to the second string on 98.7 FM and AM 1340 WGAU, Athens News and Weather Station. my wife's favorite song of all time. There is no musical compilation in this world that is better than Chamba Wamba, if you ask Mrs. Booker. Led Zeppelin, John nope. Cash, nope. Pink Floyd, Chamba Wamba never, is, maybe. Never put together a song like Bleeping the Night Away. That is the Tub uh, Thumping is the name of the song. Thumping. That's right. That's, that's an inside joke between me and the missus. 
I'll leave it at that. All right, real quick, we only got a couple minutes here. I was watching a really cool documentary. Throw it on the entertainment section if you want to. It's on MLB Network. Uh, MLB Presents. I set a DVR for it so I get all the hour-long things. Really cool stuff, but it was all about the 90s Braves. It was awesome, absolutely awesome. Mm -hmm. An hour of 90s Braves, and I'm going to use that as an example real quick. We know the story. You know the history. 91, the Braves came within an eyelash of winning a World Series. It's 92, true. same deal. You came pretty darn close. You didn't get it. 93, yep. you fizzled out in the postseason. 94, there was no postseason. 95, you entered the season feeling a little bit of urgency. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as fun as it was in 91, 92, and 93. And you knew that eventually they knew, the players, that they, you got to pay this off. You, you can't just be the team, the Buffalo Bills. We, we were actually called the Atlanta Bills mm -hmm. in multiple headlines yep. to say, this is just the, the Bills. They're not going to win this thing. They can't do it. Mm. That's what I feel like Georgia fans are going through right now. And the Braves finally obviously got that 95 World Series, and things were great. You would have loved a 96 and 97 and so on. You get my point. But the fact that oh, you yeah. got it in 95 was validation vindication for the players it is really it was needed and that's why i think georgia fans can seem so down right now because we do feel a little bit like the buffalo bills mm -hmm. right now because mm -hmm. you're getting to the stages but you're not winning on those stages like you just said so walker keep knocking the door will eventually come open this very well could be the year it opens up i still believe it is mm -hmm. i've been saying national championship since june and I haven't changed my mind on that now. You know what I think the Michigan Wolverines need? Mm, what do they need, Walker? They need a steady dose of James Cook and mm. Samir White and Kenny McIntosh. Let's do a quick fact check. Kareem's been quiet today, but yeah, that's exactly what they need. Run the damn ball. We'll pass when we want to. Not when we have to. Those are the words of Jeff Dantzler. He's got that copyrighted, I think. I haven't given you a this game will be won in the trenches mm. take in a long time. I've tried to stay away from that for the past couple of months. Uh, but, you know, no matter who the quarterback is for the dogs, and uh, right now there's COVID issues and all kinds of stuff, uh, but whether it's JT or Stett, the dogs are going to have to overpower Michigan on the line of scrimmage. They're going to have to be able to push Michigan around with the offensive line and run the ball if they want to be successful. And Georgia's defensive line is going to have to get pressure on Michigan, get into Michigan's backfield, create chaos mm -hmm. and havoc in a way that they were not able to do against Alabama. And that's a good Michigan O-line. So you really have to bring your A game and win it, Logan, in the trenches. There you go. Walker said it best, man. Yeah, that O-line did just win whatever they call the best mm -hmm. O-line in America award. Hey, I got an idea, too. Throw the ball to Brock Bowers. That's what I'm talking about. My man That's can make plays. All right, we got a minute left, so you can have 30 seconds of that. Give me how this game goes and what a final score you predict. I am going Georgia 38, Michigan 17. Man, a blowout. In, in like a way. It. I think it'll I like be close it. going into – the fourth quarter, but Georgia pulls away late. I think Georgia trails at the half. Okay. But I think we get things together and really click, and I think we outman them over a span of 60 minutes. And I think it's closer than I would like. I think we win by 10. So I'm going to go something along the lines of like 31 21. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll take three nothing, baby. <laughs> I'll take whatever. Three to two. That's what I'm saying. All right. I know it's the holidays, so you're not getting as much of us as you're used to. We apologize, but we really genuinely say happy holidays. 
to all the cheeseheads. We wouldn't do this if y'all didn't keep on listening. Walker, tell the people you love them. It's like Run DMC said, mm. man. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. You got that right. Looking forward to coming back after the beginning of the year, talking about the national championship game. Enjoy the holidays. It's the second string on WGAU. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.